Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm glad you joined me today. This is the place where we discuss relevant topics to help you stand up and stand strong to overcome. And in this podcast, it is barely scripted, raw, real, and it's also a lot of fun. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope. Hey there, friends and fellow warriors. Have you ever heard of the Empowerful Zone? Probably not. (laughs) Unless you read my book, Misery, You Don't Get My Company, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. So the word empowerful, as far as I know, isn't even a word. And in fact, it's really funny because I thought, I got to find it. I got to find it somewhere because I think maybe I made it up. Well, either way, what happened was several years ago, I was working with a group in a private group and I was giving this really heartfelt message, you know, like I do. <laughs> and I was saying something about being empowered and powerful at the same time. Somehow I went and it's empowerful. And then I thought, hey, that's an awesome word. Empowerful. The combination of being empowered and being powerful. I mean, don't you think that's pretty awesome? I do. So let me see. I have a note here. Okay. So being empowered is having the power or authority to do something. That's empowered. You are empowered to do something. Being powerful is having great power or strength. So empowerful, having great power or strength with the authority to do something. Super cool, huh? So I thought about this and this is what I'm going to just talk to you about what I wrote in Misery You Don't Get My Company. And this was the first book that I wrote after my daughter Jamie's murder. And um, so I really addressed a lot of things in there about grief. But I went further because the book is called, again, Misery You Don't Get My Company. So what happened was, uh, of course, after Jamie died, the beast came calling in a way he had never come calling. It was different. Oh, trust me, he'd already been calling. He'd been calling me my whole life. But he came calling, you know, during Jamie's 15 years in addiction. Oh, he was calling me all the time. Mostly he was calling me a bad mother and a piece of garbage and a, a low life and somebody who'd wasted her life and never done anything for anybody. And, you know, he, he, was, he called me all sorts of things. Unfortunately, I started to come into agreement with him. And then, of course, I did this work and started to really, you know, take out my weapons and, and fight. Um and I now actually, I now call them the nine weapons of hope, but so, but he came calling in a different way, a totally different way after Jamie died, because then it was sort of, how is your message even meaningful anymore? How do, how does, you know, you couldn't even save your daughter, even though I'd already learned that, that it wasn't about saving her. I never had the ability to save her. But in that book, I addressed how I'm, I got back up so quickly and how, what the things I was, I should go back and read that book. (laughs) I can't tell you everything that it's about. I don't even remember, but, um, I talked about having courage for sure and choosing joy. And so one of the sections in there, and this was shortly after I'd used that empowerful word, I decided to Really think about it. What could, what could we do if we were really empowerful? So this is what I came up with. 
we all know about the comfort zone, right? But I think comfort's kind of a strange thing. We, we think all the time that we are living in our comfort zone. But I think most of the time we are really not comfortable in that so-called comfort zone. Right? Some people live there not taking chances or changing. So, you know, they think they're comfortable. But we were meant to grow and change. We are not meant to stay comfortable. The human brain is an incredible thing. And you pair that up with your gifts and talents and desires and complacency becomes very uncomfortable, right? You aren't meant to stay the same. And so what keeps us in this so-called comfort zone? Fear, mostly fear. Fear of the unknown. Or or, or we don't want to take chances because we don't want to look like a fool. We don't want to be in that uncomfortable period of not knowing what we're doing, how long it's going to take. We don't want to be uncomfortable long enough to figure out something so that we can get to another comfort zone, right? So fear keeps us there. It reminds me of public speaking, which is probably going to crack you up, right? Because I'm pretty sure you figured out that I could talk all day long. (laughs) But the first time I spoke publicly was in oral communications. So I say publicly, I mean in front of a group of people. So it's high school and I knew everybody in the class. But on that day of my uh, my presentation, I really thought I was gonna throw up. And I bet you can relate because I don't know what your class was called, but I think that we all had some kind of a class like that, right? Where we had to give a speech. So I gave mine on spina bifida, which probably wasn't the smartest thing to do because people in the class were kind of not uncomfortable seeing those pictures of the the children that I showed with spina bifida and, but I was in, in child psychology at the time. And, and it really had touched my heart when I saw this little baby with this. And so anyway, that didn't help the subject matter that I chose, but I remember being so scared and I was not exactly a shy person, but the first time I spoke as an adult was a small business meeting. And once again, I was terrified, but at the same time, there was something telling me to do it that I needed to. I felt like I could communicate well and that I, the people there needed to hear what I, what I could say, how I could communicate. So <clears throat> how I got through it was I literally went around the room and I started to introduce myself to everybody I could so that when I got up there and looked out, oh, those were all familiar faces and they were more apt to smile at me or whatever because we had met, right? So a year or so after that, I reluctantly agreed to co MC an event there were very, very seasoned, skilled speakers at this event. And when they weren't speaking, they were sitting in the front row. So I'm up there, Miss Brand New MC, going to be looking down at these speakers. And it was a really tall stage. And I'm looking down at these first row, of course, is all of these seasoned speakers. But I was just co-MCing, right? I'm going along for the ride. On the morning of the event, the other MC came down with laryngitis. I wonder now, if that was meant to happen. I had no idea that it would have anything to do with my future. That was many years ago that one day I would be a speaker. I would be, have a podcast. I would be communicating via video. I would be using my voice in the way that I do. No idea, right? Interesting. I guess that was a gift, but can you imagine how I felt? Oh my gosh. I was literally shaking when I took to the stage. You want to talk about being uncomfortable? 
That was beyond uncomfortable. I wanted to run. So I plan to use humor. You know, I know you've probably figured out that I like humor. And so it's kind of my go-to place, especially when I was nervous. And so I made up some kind of funny thing. and It was going pretty well. It was about cell phones, putting away your cell phones. And the audience was laughing and everything. And all of a sudden, one of the gals that was helping to produce this event, she's down below the stage, squatted down there, right, at the edge, trying to get my attention. And she says to me, the national anthem, the national anthem. And I'm like, oh, no. The first thing that these business events always did was play the national anthem. And I just carried on about the cell phones. Ha ha, did my little funny thing. So I'm thinking, how am I going to eloquently go, you know, move to the national anthem and then back to what I was saying. And I thought, oh boy. And, and remember, all of these faces looking up at me are these very seasoned speakers. Somehow I get through it and, you know, I, I, I did it. Somehow I get through it. And so then we break for lunch. And I, you know, remember an MC, by the way, is a very, if you ever see an MC and they stumble or stutter or anything, can you please give them some grace? Being an MC is one of the most difficult things. I'd rather be a speaker because an MC has to play off the last speaker and move into the next one and do these smooth transitions and keep the audience engaged when they all want to run and go to the bathroom. And it's not an easy thing to do. Boy, did I figure that out. So when we broke for lunch, I was feeling pretty good. I thought it was going okay. One of the, the uh, speakers came up to me, kind of tapped on my arm, and he said, how long have you been public speaking? And I thought, oh, no, oh, gosh. And I, <laughs> of course, humor. I looked, I put up my arm, looked at my watch, pointed to my watch and said, I don't know, since about 9 o'clock. <laughs> anyway, he went on to say, wow, you're a natural, and, you know, you're really, you're really good at it. Um, anyway, it, it was... Here's the point. Had I not stepped outside of my so-called comfort zone, I would never have realized a gift that can be helped used to help so many people. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do is to be willing to be uncomfortable because you already are. If you're not growing, moving forward, living out your purpose, I guarantee there's a part of you that's already uncomfortable. You think it's your comfort zone, but it's really not. So I'm going to talk to you about another zone. It's called the uncomfortable zone. And it's often referred to as your comfort zone. Stick with me. These are the situations or relationships where somebody is being abused or living in fear for their safety. So when you think about it like an, an abused wife or an abused woman in a relationship is kind of a common thing we can think about in this way. Why don't they leave? We say, well, it's become her comfort zone. It's become what she knows. There's probably a litany of reasons why this person doesn't leave. And I, we, I'm not here to judge it. But I'm going to tell you something right now. That has not become her comfort zone. There is no way. It's become her uncomfortable zone. But she's just learned to live with her uncomfortable zone. I lived in the uncomfortable zone for more than 13 years in my daughter's addiction before I stood up to fight. I was sad and I was living in paralyzing fear. I couldn't save her. I was losing myself. When I looked in that mirror, honestly, I, I barely recognized the person I had become. I, I looked the same, maybe a, a few more wrinkles and gray hair. But the person staring back at me, those eyes, the sparkle was gone from my eyes. Even if I 
pretended to be that confident, capable woman on the outside. I was losing it. I was hopeless, helpless, depressed. I was really kind of existing in a, in a, a large part. I really was just existing. If you're in that uncomfortable zone, any kind of uncomfortable zone, like I said with the abuse or like I said I was living in, you got to get out of it. It should push you to make changes. But things like fear keep us from doing so. Because people don't leave it. We call it their comfort zone. But no, make no mistake, living the way I was, living in as an abused person, living in sadness, living in constant grief, that is not a comfort zone. That's the uncomfortable zone. So now I want to introduce you to the empowerful zone. This is a good zone. It is the place where you feel powerful and empowered. Staying in the uncomfortable zone should never be an option. I've already said that. If there's abuse involved or anything like that, you should never consciously stay in the uncomfortable zone. The comfort zone is complacent. It's complacency. It's you're stuck. Those neither, you're going to miss your destiny there. Neither one of those zones are good. The empowerful zone is the place where things that were once uncomfortable become comfortable and even second nature. The empowerful zone is when you say, I am going to be more uncomfortable than I already am. Because remember, I said this, if you're in the so-called comfort zone, you're not really comfortable because you're, you were meant to grow and change and move and make a difference. So we're mischaracterizing that. It's really not the comfort, comfort zone. And then the uncomfortable zone. We know we're not comfortable there, but we're too scared to change. Well, for whatever reason, it's time to leave the comfort zone and the uncomfortable zone and step into the empowerful zone. This is when you are empowered. This is when you empower yourself. Don't wait for someone to come along with their scepter. You know, like the king puts the scepter on your shoulder and goes, you're empowered. You're empowerful. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You step up and you claim it. You say, I am empowered. I'm empowerful. Because that is where your purpose lives. The beast loves fear. Loves it. He counts on it. It has never been more critical for us to overcome fear, to stand up and become women and men of courage. You can choose to live courageously. And on your road to living courageously, will you feel uncomfortable? Heck yes. Are you kidding me? I'm still uncomfortable many, often. But it's that zone where you rise above. In the empowerful zone, there are periods where you feel uncomfortable, but you know it's okay because that uncomfortableness will turn into not just comfort, but into empowerful. Where you feel that you can face fears, that you can take on the next project, that you can open yourself up and share your story, knowing that it could help another person with their journey. That's why it's worth leaving the so-called comfort zone and for goodness sakes, getting out of the uncomfortable zone and moving into becoming empowerful.
That, my friend, is the Empowerful Zone. You can read about that if you want in my book called Misery, You Don't Get My Company. Join me in our new Facebook group, Trauma Disruptors. It's a private group. I'm going to be doing Facebook Lives in there, and we can chat about all sorts of things, including this. So join me there, and remember, you are empowerful. You are, not just because I say so. You are because God says so. You are because you should say so. Don't wait for someone else. You step up because somebody in this world needs what only you have to offer. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you will subscribe and come back and join this podcast often. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope.